It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Eric, we've been talking about heroic moments, and we've been defining heroism, this idea of gaining God's perspective, walking in faith, having his glasses. It's that Elisha concept of regardless of what is going on in the natural realm, we actually want to keep our gaze fully fixed on Jesus Christ. So we've been walking through just some of these grand people throughout recent history in the last couple hundred years and talking about some of the ways that they have just emulated this idea of heroism, walking by faith, walking by God's perspective, regardless of what they're facing. Uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about Hudson Taylor. Do you want to talk about just Hudson Taylor as a whole? You, I know, I know he's made an impact on your life so much that you've named a child after him. A firstborn son. That's a big that, statement. That is a huge. Uh, yeah, so I have a son named Hudson who just turned 18. Can you believe that? Is, that? That's, that's so that's crazy. A, that's me. another point. Uh, you know, we, Remember, but, we need to walk by faith, yeah. keep God's perspective. And... <laughs> so Hudson Taylor is definitely one of my spiritual heroes. When we were starting Ellerslie, one of my ways of expressing what I had a vision for was the next gen- to raise up the next generation of Hudson Taylor's Namie Carmichael's which shows the very high prominent position I stick this man in. He was a missionary to China. That's what he's most known for. Uh, and he radically impacted the entire idea of missions for not just his generation, but generations that followed, including ours. I mean, we are, you and I are both products of Hudson Taylor's obedience and his faith, which is an amazing statement to think of how one man can have a faith that creates a ripple effect through generations. And I love that thought. But he's, he's a man of great faith, and I think that's why we wanted to focus on that, that element or that attribute of heroism that he shows so strongly is he's just adamant about what he knows is true. No, God will do it. God will come through. And that is something that we shouldn't just be impressed with. We should crave in our life. God, establish me as such a man or a woman of faith. You can see that in his early years where he knows that there's a calling of God on his life, and he is so zealous to walk in obedience to that reality of what God is calling him into that rather than live for the pampering of the modern day, in other words, he knows he's going to be facing trials. He knows he's going to be lacking food, sleeping on the floor. I mean, he knows there's going to be trials coming up, and I think the natural human propensity is like, okay, if that's coming let's indulge now. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. if I'm going to be facing prison, let's go out to eat a lot yeah. because I'll not have that then. Instead, what Hudson Taylor does is he says, okay, I'm actually going to allow God to prepare me now for the trials then. Yeah. So he sleeps on the floor. He limits his food intake. He He's being willing to start embracing that suffering in small ways now so that when the bigger trials come, yeah. it's actually not a surprise. It's like, well, yeah, I've been, I've been practicing in, in, this, in, this, in, yeah. in these ways. Do you want to talk about him getting up off his bed? Because yeah. that, that's such a critical point, even in his in his life uh, facing death. Yeah, the uh, OMF was working on creating an official movie uh, of Hudson Taylor's life. I think they still are. And uh, so the guy that was going to be directing it got in touch with me. We were I, I, I'm friends with him. And he was like, so what moment stands out? What's funny is my voice must not have had much weight because I don't even <laughs> think it's in the movie. But I said, the moment that, is almost the most impacting in in his life to me is this moment that you're referencing. He's a young medical student, 
with a very clear sense that God has a calling on his life. He knows he's called to China. And so this is during what I believe was some plague. I don't know if the bubonic plague and, but being a medical student during a plague is an interesting thing because you have all sorts of cadavers, dead bodies. I know it's not a very pleasant thought, but they're practicing. They're working on these, these bodies. Very, very critical is that you not, do not have an open wound. You have no cuts or anything. Otherwise the transfer of this plague could just be in you immediately. And so he had been cutting open, he had been opening his mail the night before and had a paper cut and forgotten about it. And so when he was working on the cadaver the next day, he contracted the plague, which was a certain death, basically. And so he came, he was already peaked and, you know, uh, blanching, and he came to the medical director and showed him his symptoms. And the guy said, yeah, you need to go home, prepare your things, and just prepare to die, uh, which is quite a, a shocking way. But death was so common at that time. And so he goes home, and he lays down, but he doesn't prepare his things. He doesn't call his family because he knows something. And that is that this plague will not kill him. And if you said, Hudson, how do you know that? It's like, because I, I'm called to China. <laughs> that was his logic. I'm called to China. And if I'm called to China, I'm not going to die here. And one of my favorite moments, this is what I, I thought should be in the movie. You know, you have this man laying there dying. And you see a foot go to the floor. And then you see another one. And he actually stands up, still feeling all the effects. But he's like, I am not going to die here. And he stands up and he starts walking forward. And, you know, the next shot, then he's in China. You know, that's sort of the thing where it's like <laughs> he overcame whatever this is, defied it. And I think that's the, this quality that has been so intriguing to me in my own spiritual life is defying the natural realm, recognizing that God trumps it, and to not allow the natural dimensions of life to be my lead, but to allow the supernatural dimensions of life to be what I follow. I believe my God, and I believe he is greater than this natural realm. And so even though everything in this natural realm is stacked up against me right now, I am called to China. Now, you can fill in whatever it is that is true for you, but that's been a critical thing in my life. I mean, I, I could say that one story... I have leveraged that so many times in my soul. <clears throat> even just as an illustration, I remember the first time I flew with you. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember where we were heading. And I remember getting on the plane. And before the plane even took off, you looked at you looked at me and you said, Nathan, uh, this is going to be the safest flight in the air today. And I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And, you're, and, and your, your comment was basically that Hudson Taylor statement of, yeah. I have a calling. Yeah. So I know without a doubt this plane will not go down. And I have, I've thought that so many times in the midst of turbulence, whenever I fly, I'll be like, oh no, I'm like, you know what? No, uh, this is actually the safe, everyone, you are welcome. Uh, I've had that thought, <clears throat> but it's just a picture of that Hudson Taylor faith and audacity. I just, I love that. And you see it all throughout his life. Uh, one of my, one of my favorite things is later on as he's in China, there's these, these great records of he's getting the mail and the people are talking about the fact that when he would open the mail, you know, if you'd open up a check, someone, someone saying, Hey, I want to, I want to give you, you know, say $50,000 to help the ministry. He just was like, you know, praise the Lord. Yeah. And he kept his gaze on Jesus. He'd open up another letter and it's like, Hey, so-and-so back home has died. And he's just like, okay, Lord, I trust you. Praise the Lord. And there wasn't a fluctuating of emotions or the soul of saying, Oh no, or yes, there's just this steadfastness and trust in his God. And you just see that over and over throughout his life. And I, I so appreciate that that it's not just a moment of faith. His whole life was a declaration of trust and yeah. keeping his gaze upon the Lord. 
There, when Les and I were naming Hudson, we came down. It's it's hard to name a child. Uh, you haven't had that uh, challenge yet, but it's it's I've a big deal. I've already picked out names though, so I mean, oh, I'm good. ready to go. I just... That's a lot easier. Maybe we should have done that too. <laughs> but it was like there's this weight behind it. And I, I'm trying to think. Okay, what what is it? What's the burden that I have for my child? You know, this this little boy. What what is it? It was three days before we named him. I mean, he's just like the poor kid was just like baby Ludi, uh, and. I remember that scene of Hudson Taylor in China opening up the mail and some of it was like dire and some of it was like other missionaries that he had sent out were killed, martyred. He had, sometimes it was no money that came in and whether it was money or no money, like you said, he was solid. He was unshakable. In fact, many of the people that would write the biographies about him, it was just like, it stood out to them that he wasn't shaken by any of these factors. And I remember just reaching out and saying, that's what I want for my son. And we called it tensile strength, which is the, the the way you measure like rope or springs is how much weight something can handle before it snaps. It's like, I want whatever tensile strength Hudson Taylor has. He just doesn't snap. And so whatever version that is, that's what I want in my son. Of course, I was asking for it for my own soul while I was wanting my son to have it too. But that's what we, you know, because Hudson technically means son of Hugh. That's the definition if you look it up. It's the most boring definition of a name you would ever see. And so we gave our own definition to it. It means one of great tensile strength. And I think that's the quality that we wanted to circle for everyone is that God desires to build that inner fortitude, that strength, that confidence. It, what, you know, it, it's called in scripture a full assurance a confidence, a rock-solid confidence. When a man builds his house upon a rock, the winds and the rains can beat against it, but it will not fall. And that's the sort of faith that God desires to establish in us. And so if we don't have that, what we should do is we should crave this. And we should say, God, I believe that that's your intent. I'm going after that. And he has to walk us through tests of faith to establish that. But believe me, it's worth it. It's worth it when a Syrian army can be staring you in the face and you can actually see the mountains full of horses and chariots of fire all around. Or when you get the plague, you can stick your feet up, feet on the ground and start walking saying, I am called to China. That's something very, very precious in this world. And I believe it's very precious in heaven. It is. We've used this illustration before, but most of us don't start on that kind of a level, right? It's, a, it's like that David facing Goliath. Mm -hmm where you have to start with a lion and a bear. And I think we were joking before, you have, you can't start with lions and bears because that, that, that's way too intimidating. You got to start with like foxes or rabbits or possums or chipmunks or ants or something. You've got to, but wherever God has you, you got to let him grow that, right? Yeah. If you go to the gym, you know, you like me, you have to start with the bar or maybe, maybe you start with a plastic tube, right? And after a while you can get the bar and then have plastic after tube. a while you can put on some weight <clears throat> but it's it's as you continually progress, yeah. you're adding more and more weight. Yeah. And God does that in our souls, yeah, which does. is that tensile strength idea that he's consistently adding more and more to our lives mm -hmm. so that in years to come, we can actually carry and endure greater, greater difficulties and hardships. It's it's He's measuring and pressing our faith to greater levels. And it is amazing to watch what God does over years and lifetimes of just the faith that he can grow in an individual because they walk in obedience and keep their gaze upon him. Do you have any practical thoughts of, I'm sure there's someone sitting out there listening, going, okay, that's great. I want to be like Hudson Taylor. I want to yeah. be like an Amy Carmichael. Where do I start? Like, where do you, I mean, okay, I want to start where God has me right now, but do you have any practicals of how do you grow in tensile mm -hmm. strength? How do you walk and live out this audacious 
faith that Hudson Taylor had. First, you have to embrace the challenges. Most of us run from challenge. So I always say, start with your alarm clock. And when your alarm clock goes off, which mine is now just as haptic on my wrist, right? It's a lot more pleasant than that. I forgot what he, I don't even want to repeat the old sound that I used to have. I don't remember it. I'm trying not to. But where I would embrace this, like, thank you, Lord, for waking me up. And I would be cheerful to embrace. And that's actually one of the great secrets of growing stronger is to receive the weight. If you're in the gym and someone gives you a weight and you're like, hey, and you complain, you're like, hey, someone has security. They're trying to give me a weight. That's the way many of us are with God. He tries to give us a weight to strengthen us. And we're like calling security. We're you know calling some kind of fraudulent activity in heaven. It's like, God, if you really are who you say are, you'd never give me a weight. When in actuality, if he is who he says he is, he will give us a weight. And we're supposed to consider it pure joy when he does. And it's going to be increasing weight. That's right. And we should get excited that it's increasing. And so I think that just that basic attitude is one of the best starter packages is just start cherishing the challenges in your life and leverage them unto greater strength. Mm. I, I, I want that for myself. I know that that's your passion too. And I, and this is gonna be a shameless plug, but that's one of the things that we so esteem at Ellerslie. And one of the things we love to teach our students is how do you practically live this out? And so one of the things we do in our in our programs is walk through not just what is faith and the dynamics of faith, but then how do you practically put that into practice the day in, the day out, so that we can be we could grow up into the men and women that God is calling us to live in this generation. Amen. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Thanks for listening. 